Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. Well, now, teenagers, body image, the allure of getting blemish-free skin and model-like features using smartphone apps where photos can be tweaked to ensure they're perfect before being posted to social media. Auckland writer and body positivity campaigner and educator Angela Barnett says the number of teens manipulating their own images is on the rise. Angela is the founder of the website Fabic and of the Pretty Smart Talks, which she delivers in schools to 11 to 15-year-olds. Angela, welcome back to Nine to Noon. Hello, Catherine. This Thanks latest for iteration, I'd love you to have you here. This latest iteration, we're not talking about sort of the fun filters where you know you're coming up with fun images. We're talking about almost the equivalent of the magazine photoshopping. You can just make some tweaks to your image to quote unquote perfect yourself. That's right. When yeah, we're not talking about choosing Valencia filter over Sienna filter, for instance. It's a uh, Facetune or Selfie Editor, Beauty Plus, these are apps where you can do all the things that we've been saying uh, to the media and advertising, please don't do so much of, you know, in terms of photoshopping bodies. It's so easy to change your waist, you can put in thigh gaps, you can change the shape of your face, you can plump up lips. It's, and it's, when you see it done, it's really easy to do it. We were talking about those magazines last time and how it was anatomically impossible, some of what ends up on the front page of of magazines aimed at teens or young women. And now that same technology is basically available on these apps. I know. I know. It's like, ah, oh, hold on. You know, like we've got, um, Jess Quinn's got her petition in Parliament at the moment with asking for more transparency around Photoshop. And we've been talking about this, I feel like, for about 15 years. And, and now given the chance, it's like, oh, now we're, yeah, we're, we're Photoshopping our images on our phones. And a lot of girls are wanting the slim, thick look. Do you know what I mean by that? Um, if you picture Jasmine from Aladdin, you know, or the classic Kim, Kim Kardashian shape is that uh, slim waist, you know, th- thicker hips, uh, thicker bust. And it's so important for girls to look at images like that if they're looking at them on social media and know, oh, that's been face-tuned. <laughs> that's not actually what everyone looks like because it puts a lot of pressure on them. What do they say, the, the girls themselves say, about why they do it and what their what their expectations are. Like, I mean, there, there are some filters out there that are all about fun and, you know, turn yes. your face into some kind of animal or something. Yeah. This is not about fun. This is about the kind of professional, um, in inverted commas, alteration of, of, of one's features. Of course, then you turn up in real life and it's not exactly <laughs> what you look like. Do they get that? Do they say, yeah, I'm fine with that and this is just for my Instagram feed or my whatever? Or is it deeper? Well, it's kind of a bit of both. I mean, some of them get it, but a lot of what teens are doing is having, for instance, two Instagram pages. So one, which is the 
wider one, which is all about getting more people to follow you, and that's where you present your sort of perfected images. And then there might be a private one, which is, I mean, or they could both be private, but the, the sort of the private smaller one might be where you might put up your goofy photos and your for just sort of your closer group. So they kind of get it as far as, uh, I mean, that's very similar to what influencers do often is have sort of a public profile and a private profile. But uh, but also they're you know they're teens and they're growing and they they don't understand all the sort of the the depth of implications behind it. It can just start off seeming to be a bit of fun. Well, of course, wouldn't you want to make yourself look better in a photo? But it's not fostering acceptance. It's it's kind of creating so much more focus on appearance. And there's uh, there, um, do you have you heard of Lindsay and, and Lexi Kite? They've got the whole beauty redefined movement. A really interesting TED talk around the space where they talk about the rise of self objectification, which comes from kind of a continual focus on appearance and what do I look like. And they've done quite a few studies into it, going if you if you're really focused on what do I look like from the outside all the time, it can affect you academically in class. You know, as far as wanting to raise your hand, but also, you know, it's kind of occupying too much space in your brain. And it can affect you physically if you wanted to throw a ball, for instance, but you are focusing so much on what do I look like when I'm throwing the ball that will actually affect your ability to throw the ball as far. So self-objectification, which, uh, you know, is coming out of being so obsessed with sort of projecting a certain kind of image, that's what leads to negative body image. Uh, And then another person that I follow who I find really interesting is Jordan Foster. She's a child psychologist in Australia. She set up YSAFE and she talks about this, particularly for teens, there's this relentless sort of presentation of perfect bodies on, say, a platform like Instagram. And then if you pair that with a preteen or teen's sort of desperate need for social validation, it creates this sort of perfect storm for negative body image and low self-esteem and, and th- so they're learning to edit their photos as in that's what makes that, that's they're getting that feedback that's what makes them good enough rather than everything else about them you know their personalities and their hearts so it's uh, it's it's focusing a lot on the outside rather than the whole there's a lot them. going on in there Angela let's look at it individually okay. <laughs> um, no no it's, it's, it's a great summary of why why this is not just yet another kind of moral panic, why, why this matters. Let, let's rock back over some of them. Your bodies are for using, not just looking, not for other people to look at and approve or disapprove of. And as you said, if it's going to start interfering with your desire to, I don't know, play sports or participate in activities or get up on the stage or do this or that, because you are so obsessed with what you look like all the time and with your image... We are failing these kids, these girls and young women. I'd be interested to see if the boys do it, by the way. I'll come back to that. We are failing them on what we should be giving them, which is a sense of their value as people and their right to live a full a full life. That's so... I mean, it, <laughs> no, that's exactly... It, 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 it drives, it, it drives me it. crazy. Yeah. It drives me crazy that, that, that so much of the way that their neurons are firing and forming is all about what do I look like and what are other people thinking of me right now, which is the human condition at this age of stage of life, but which has just been taken to such a stressful degree because of these these technologies. 
Yeah, and that, you know, so body resilience is like such an important thing. Um, you know, what, what you just touched on before is we have these bodies because they're an instrument. They're not They're an, an amazing instrument. Incredible. Whether um, or not your nose is half a millimetre wider than the optimal fab yeah, of the current time. Exactly. Or your lips have not been plumped to the max like most of the people you are watching on um, American news channels. Yeah, <laughs> they are amazing machines, but instead of them appreciating them and living in them, enjoying them and learning what they're capable of, it is all about this, how do I make myself look like this because someone else, someone else's opinion matters and, and, and someone else's judgment matters. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's actually not just teens. You know, we've, we A lot of us feel like that. And the, uh, you know, what we need is more, just to go back to that sort of body resilience, more moments of being inside our bodies. I, I like to equate it to, um, say you're on the beach, for instance, in summer, and you're in your togs, and your body gets really hot because the sun's shining because it's summer, and you want to go for a swim. And the, the moment where you get up, and everyone, a lot of people face this, as you're walking down towards the water, it's very easy in your head to be going... Oh, my togs going up my bum, and do I look okay? You always pull your know, togs down. That's the standard. <laughs> pull them down. That's, I'm fine with that. The, yeah, they, you know, <laughs> suck in my stomach, or um, you know, like that that noise in your head mm. is all about people are How do I look as I'm walking to the water? Mm. But then, as soon as you get to the water, and you jump in, and you feel the coolness of the water, and you don't, you're not even thinking about your togs or your body, like the the feeling inside the water. Those are the feelings that we need more of, and the. So I often equate that, like, too much self-objectification is, like, the constantly walking around the beach. You never get to the water. You never you know, get just, to feel you never and get experience feel. what the body can feel and do yeah. because so much of it is all about about looking. You yeah, mentioned so, another really important point, though. Um, I, mean, I mean, teaching that external views of perfection is not what any human being is or wants to be. It, it's about building a self-esteem that accepts you've got what you've got I've got what you've got some uh, what, what I've got someone else has got what they've got and that's all fine that's the way it is it's running interference on this idea that you can keep chiseling and changing and injecting and you know chopping bits off and injecting things in that's not uh, normal <laughs> and, no. and, and, and it's not necessary no it's not and that um uh, so how do you go about? Sorry, to, to, how oh. do you? How would you go about that conversation with the girls that you talk to? Well, I do it in in a, a few different ways. I try and show. I try and help them see through a lot of the imagery and understand why, for instance, influences you may follow. Why they're doing, why they're face tuning and things, and and sort of show them before and after, and you know, reel them and face tune them. Going, this is a. a what you're looking at here is it might look like someone's social media feed and it's their snaps in their life, but it's actually their work and it's their jobs. It's so important that you, first off, aren't comparing yourself to that. And then also talking through, uh, kind of equipping them with how do, I, how do I talk to myself about what I look like, like see through what you're looking at and then changing some of the script inside your own head. And I mean, one, one thing I get a lot of that girls say to me after talks is the either it's a thank you, you've given me something nice I can say to myself in the mirror rather than sort of awful things. And then the, a, a lot I get is people tease me about some part of where I look. And I had an example recently where a girl came up to me and said, 
She was a, a year eight girl and said, oh, people tease me for having man feet. You know, I, I don't know what to do. And I I wanted to give her a hug. And I, it, you know, I was like, oh, you know, um, man feet. And she said, yeah, they're really big. I've got really big feet. And so, uh, you know, one thing we can do is is try and attach, rather than apologise for what we look like, try and get some strength and attach a story to it. So I said to this girl, wow, uh, why don't you tell me about everyone else in your family? Like who else has what other females, have, for instance, have big feet in your family? And she said, well, everyone, like my mum does and my grandma and my aunts and, you know, we've got big feet in the family. I said, so who's your favourite person? Who do you connect with? And she said, oh, my, my grandma. And I said, oh, why, why is that? And she said, well, when she was young, when everyone was getting married and, you know, having babies, she really wanted to see the pyramids in Egypt. And so she saved up her money and she went off to the pyramids and then she travelled the world and she's always told me to follow my own path. And so I said, well... You have her feet. Like you, those are incredible feet to have. Who knows where those feet are going to take you? Like you should feel when you think of your feet. It's not what they look like. Is that you have your grandmother's incredible feet and genes in you? And so, sort of trying to get away from this one kind of way to look, but uh, attaching, not apologising for for what we look like. It's it's really um ah. Uh, you know, it sh- it should never be the thing we apologise for. You know, we're always trying to improve our behaviour and the things that we say, but rather the you know the the. It's also been... about authenticity, which is an interesting yeah. word. Yes. How it's about you being you and you being the real you. You can't really do that if you are again not for fun, but out of seriousness, altering your images this way. Um, well, that's not what you look like. It's, it, it's about the age-old ability to come to accept who you are and, and what you've got. But they're so up against it because it is such a daily incoming stimulus that the uh, neurons in those brains are literally wiring around it. And, and there really does need to be a proactivity to bring these other aspects of our humanity and put them in front of them and try and encourage it into them. You've got five tips, the five C's. Could you run us through them? Ah, oh, I, I do. <laughs> I do. C, C uh, short for confidence, I've got. Um, so, uh, and these are tips that either could be parents that they could talk to their children about, um, or, you know, I, I base some of the tips that I give them around these as well, is sort of the first one is check. So check. Check, thinking about is this real or is this not. Uh, for instance... You know, we used to. I used to say that five percent of, if you looked at images in the media, they represent less than five percent of the population of, in terms of what people look like. And actually, the same goes for a lot of if you're following big influencers. You know, that as far as the, the images are manipulated and checked, or you might be looking at CGI models. So the first one is kind of see through it, check. Uh, the second one is create attached stories, like the one I just told you about. Is is a, find your own story around your appearance and create that story and, and, and own it. You know, if you've got fiery red hair, talk to your mum and dad about, uh, you know, who was there a pirate uncle with with fiery red hair who came? Like, find it, find something that you love about it that come, you know, that comes from your family history. So that's check, create, connect. So social media is an amazing tool to connect with people. And without a doubt, you know, teens are using it to connect. And it can be in such a positive way. You know, if you're the only person, for instance, in your school with alopecia, then you might find that, you know, you might feel alone in that world, but you can go and connect with people on social media in a positive way and find other people like you that that deal with what you deal with. Uh, But that also means uh, disconnect. 
you know, so if you're following people that don't make you feel good, you, you know, it's up to you to disconnect. And the, so Instagram's just brought out a couple of new features that are quite interesting. One of them is called Restrict because teens can often not feel comfortable blocking a person, like say a queen bee, for instance, in a group, but if they're not making, they don't feel good often following their post, you can restrict, which means you can just, they won't know it, but you can just restrict what what you get from them. Uh, another one that the, they're testing out is a sort of smartness around algorithms around bullying messages. So if someone's going to make a comment of, you know, around the, you're fat, ugly, you know, any, any number of those terms, the... Uh, theoretically, <laughs> that's how it should work, is that an algorithm will just pop up a question, are you sure you want to post that? Which just might stop some of the appearance-based bullying. It, m- it might not, but it just it, it suddenly makes you go, oh, 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 someone's watching me. So, um, you know, or connect with people that are, like follow Jess Quinn or follow the body positivity movement or uh, like Josie Eden in New Zealand or... Uh, Megan Markle, you know, she's just done the Vogue cover that caused a bit of controversy this week. But there's some amazing people in that list. Um, there's like a 16-year-old environmentalist, sort of uh, Greta Thunberg, follow her. Or there's a Somalian boxer, Ramli Ali. Or So follow people that, you know, use it to follow people that, that boost you up and make you feel good rather than people that, you know, make you feel like you're always comparing what you look like. So that's the third one. Uh the fourth one is just letting them know that they're in charge. So there's a study that was done recently in the States that said that just if you're having a stink day where you're feeling a bit vulnerable, just 20 minutes looking at, uh, it was called sort of fashion images, but any images around uh, influences and you know people that are in the sort of beauty world, beauty or fashion world, it, it can lower self-esteem after just 20 minutes especially if you're having a vulnerable day so just letting them know that they're in charge of that so maybe if you're not having a great day go and check out what Rebel Wilson is up to <laughs> for instance or Rose Matafeo you know go and don a drink water just go and follow some comedians or just they unlike images in the outside world you we are actually in charge of what comes at us through our phones and helping them making them feel equipped that they are and then the final one is comments just uh, I'm really big on this at the moment, and uh, I wrote a piece on it last week that caused a bit of, uh, not quite controversy, but lots of debate around, I think we all need to comment less on appearance on social media to just help reduce this sort of sense that it's more important than, like we were saying before, everything else that makes us a Living. whole person. Yeah. And so that uh, to, if we want to reduce the negative, we've actually got to reduce the positive as well and just actually comment less on what we look like. I've seen it on kind of 12 or 13-year-old girls where one will post up a photo and then, and these are girls that I know, and all their friends will just have, there'll just be a barrage of, oh my God, you look stunning, you could be a model, you look so hot, oh you look God. so great. And they, How about you look like you're having a great you know, time? You look yeah, like you're, that's right. Like, God, you're you such a great like friend. Doing or like, this you're amazing. So funny. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, and then, you know. There's skills, Angela, and I yeah. know you talked, how many girls you talked to last year? Uh I did it about three and a half thousand last three year. Three and a half thousand. <laughs> and they're amazing. And this is simply about helping them with the skill set they need to manage this part of their lives, this huge part of their lives. Um, and, and they will flourish. But it's a different set of skills from, from what was needed previously. Thanks so much for your time. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. Love Ange- you, Angela Barnett. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. 
Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com slash covered.